Okay, good morning, everyone. Very, very warm welcome to today's pre-market trade live session. Um, today now is Monday, the 5th of June. So we've got the beginning of uh, a calendar month. Friday, Thursday and Friday of last year, were, uh, of last week, sorry, were, were a very sort of interesting little period. And it, unfortunately, these markets continue to raise some very important questions about what's happening with, with sort of global capital. Um, so I'm going to try and explain it in a little bit more detail um, in this little session. So good morning to you all. Hope you're all keeping well. You had a good weekend. Um, good to have you back. Um, and, and let's go. Let's see what we can do. All right. So um, just before we begin, if we could do a quick introduction, start with our risk warning. Of course, just uh, take a brief moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning uh, currently up on screen. And all profitable traders, in our opinion, they need to consider some very important elements to their trading strategy and approach. It's, and of course, that includes, you know, more broadly, trade selection. Which markets um, do we trade? And, and probably more importantly, why do we trade these specific markets? Um, but also, where do we don't want to enter these markets and exit these markets? You know, there's a, there's a lot of education that goes on about each and each and every one of these little elements. But um, you could could talk about each one for, for hours um but broadly speaking how do you manage risk hopefully that's something you do prior to entry risk management is something that you shouldn't be doing uh during a trade for example um trade management once that market moves in your favor we've currently got a good profitable um oil trade we had a bit of a gap up over the weekend um we'll explain what's happening with that particular price action um because we may have some trade related decision making to, 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 to certainly give consideration to and then trade and psychology. Um, trade and psychology is not to be underestimated, um, not just from our own perspective as an individual, but um, the market psychology as well um, can be uh, a really important thing to kind of be in tune with a little bit. Um, uh, you know, market fundamentals broadly drive these markets, but some of the price action we've been seeing fairly recently, like I said, it, it raises a few a few in questions, and we're going to have a quick look at those questions to begin with, because um, at the moment these markets feel like there's a, a bit of a game of cat and mouse going on, and if you're not in tune with that or you're not mindful of that, then um, you can get sucked into all sorts of trades, perhaps that you're not, you're not overly interested in trading. All right. So just to let you know, we 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 address these considerations every day in our live trade rooms. That's the first thing. And secondly, we're strong advocates of being consistent in our approach. If we keep chopping and changing what we're trading and how we're trading it, um, we're, we're never really going to get a, a foothold. So that consistency is important. Um, accuracy with the levels we use. Um, Every level we use, it has a particular purpose. Um, 
So try to bear that in mind. Discipline with your capital and of course be patient as well. You know, waiting for that opportunity to arrive. Try not to preempt that that particular trade. So many times we see markets trading at levels of, you know, either support or resistance, and we, we'd expect them to move in a certain direction and they end up reversing. So if you wait to um uh, for that confirmation to arrive, then you can pull the trigger with a little bit more confidence in your decision making. Okay, so so let's start with a review of potential market moving news then. Good morning, everyone. Uh, good to have you with us. Hope you're keeping well. Okay, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at the charts in in just a second, but just overnight. In fact, let's go back to Friday's non-farm payroll because we had a, a massive move. Last Monday, bank holidays across the board. We had some varying um, uh, news across the board. Uh, one of the kind of important things now, and, and we have said, you know, there's a few sort of question marks over these markets. Um, one of them is certainly um, the Aussie dollar and um inflation coming in year on year much higher than expected you know 40 basis points above expectations so um coming in at 6.8 percent so that's a bit of a shock bearing in mind we spoke you know last week about um the fact that the rba have said right we're going to raise to 3.85 and then we're going to try and hold it doesn't look like they're going to be able to do that now um so these central banks they get together for quite a period of time and unfortunately they seem to want to come out and make some stupid decisions on a regular basis and you just wonder why would they do that to themselves is there some sort of coherent um sort of agenda to uh to, to downplay inflation and to uh to keep the markets on their toes regarding you know making sure that they don't push rates high you know too high but they can't address inflation, which they, they claim to be their, their number one. You know, price stability seems to be a central bank's uh, major remit. And they're all failing it fantastic, you know, brilliantly well. You know, there's a lot of failure in these markets. Um, so markets, what they do is, you know, we're talking about global capital here. You know, it does its own thing. It makes up its own mind. And that's really, it, it doesn't feel as if these central banks are in control of this inflation narrative. Um, so just quickly, one other important news. Um, yeah, the job jobs numbers. So look, towards the end of last week was all about um, the jobs market in the US. And the number of jobs available is, is creeping higher again. We're expecting 9.41 million jobs added and we saw uh, 10.1 million jobs added. So you know, a lot more jobs available than was what was anticipated. So that means we've got a strong, a continuing strong jobs market in the US. Um, the the craziness doesn't doesn't stop there, unfortunately, because um, I mean, let's stick with the US for now. We had a strange ADP number, um, nearly double. I mean, not quite, but you know. Um, a very significant uh, private sector non-farm uh, employment number. We're expecting 173 jobs to be added to the US economy. We saw two, 278,000. So that's not missing by a small bit. That's that's missing quite significantly. 
Manufacturing prices coming in much, much lower than expected. And there's another one in here as well. It's a uh, labor cost. So um, revised unit labor cost quarter on quarter coming in much lower than expected. So a few costs seem to be um, lowering. Um, we still have this kind of stubborn inflation number and we've still got a, a pretty strong jobs market in the US. So we had this again, the craziness doesn't stop there. We had, uh, in terms of the non-farm employment change, the government numbers in the US, we're expecting under 200,000 jobs to be added and we saw 339,000 jobs added. So they can't get anywhere near these numbers. They, they, they literally don't know what, what, what these numbers are, are doing anymore. But look what happened to the unemployment rate. Instead of more jobs being added and people um, are, are, are entering the workforce, which would be, you know, a lower unemployment rate, we actually saw more people actually leave the workforce. So it's a bit of a head scratcher in terms of how, how's that, how's that the case? But um, the, you know, the seasonal factors in there. There's a you know, these job numbers, are, are certainly since COVID, have been so disrupted. It, it's um, all those forecasters are, are never anywhere near uh, these particular numbers. And they've always, well, the vast majority of the time, they seem very much surprised to the upside. So if that wasn't enough, um, and we did say that, you know, we, we might be getting some market movers uh, on we were certainly in the US indices to the upside and they had a really exciting move to the upside, but we had this strange dynamic with the dollar. Um, let me explain in just a moment. I just wanna look at one more thing, uh, which is OPEC uh, overnight. So we, we, we had our OPEC meeting yesterday and um, OPEC plus you know, made the decision to actually restrict another million barrels per day and now they can continue to, to 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 make this type of decision they're looking at 70 to 75 dollars as a as a as a base for for oil and meaning they expect it to go above that level um now we had a little bit of a we were able to get into that trade on friday um and build up a bit of a uh, bit of a buffer um because we anticipated it was very likely to gap to the upside and that was always a risk to the downside. But I think on this occasion, bearing in mind what, what these oil ministers said at the uh, Qatar Economic Forum is that, you know, there's, there's a shock coming, basically. So we kind of just preempted that particular uh, decision, uh, largely borne by the Saudis as opposed to, uh, you know, restrictions across other OPEC plus oil producing countries. Um, and we know uh, uh, Russia are actually in the process of, of increasing um, their supply. So there's definitely some concerns within OPEC plus, but they have come out with this sort of unity. Um, and uh, that's where we're at at the minute. So let's have a look at all you know, these markets because um, we are, I suppose, let's let's get oil out of the way. So we we gapped higher 
very much in line with our expectations, gapping higher. Uh, and then, as you can see, just begun to just roll over to the downside. Now, this initial move to the downside is is almost in line with our expectations. It's kind of what we'd expect to see happen. Um, so we wanted to get a little bit of a buffer. We have that buffer. Uh, we've pretty much closed the gap. And now we're very interested to see what happens from here. We do expect, and it doesn't have to happen today, but we, we do expect in the over the course of the week that, that these prices would be getting to push higher. If they don't push higher and they continue to make new lows, um, OPEC will have to go again and again and again until they create a bit of a floor in this price. And they're looking at this range here as the floor. So you can imagine if we start making new lows, um, you know, that would that would worry OPEC really quite considerably. So we do think the, the probability is that we'll be pushing higher from these kind of levels. We've got a bit of a buffer in there. That was our intention. And we look to let it run. So, so we had a higher unemployment number and um, so we had a much higher non-farm employment number, um, what was it, 145,000 jobs added above expectations. So with a job, with a really tight jobs market, you'd expect this market to react to the downside. Um, uh, however, the unemployment rate sort of threw a bit of a spanner in the spokes. And what became really quite clear is that for reasons that are not, not easy for us to identify, there was a real bull market on Friday. Um, quite a surprising bull market. Some markets, you know, rallied a lot more aggressively than others. It's interesting to see markets like the Dow and the Nasdaq, you know, with these um, parabolic moves, um, as you can see up on screen. But um, you can see that the difference really, this has been the, the, the outlier really, as far as US stock is concerned, all your tech stock. You know, this is driven by, you know, five or six, you know, large cap tech firms driving these prices to the upside. But you can see the limited um, move to the upside as far as the, the, the NASDAQ's concerned. So that's interesting in its own right. If you look at, we've had a bit of a strong bounce now. There's still a distinct lack of clarity, uh, even though some of these markets are you know, moving with aggression. But on, on Friday, again, sizable reversal uh, in the FTSE. Look at the German DAX. You know, pushing up to these highs, really strong day on Thursday and Friday to the upside, retracing the three, the three previous days. So it's not as if we're making progress. We've just had a sharp move lower, followed by a sharp move higher. Um, again, look at the Nikkei, really sizable move on. Oh, sorry, that's, uh, that's the monthly. So sizable move on, on Friday, further continuation, as you can see today. It just seems that the market that, that just keeps on grinding higher. We were kind of looking for a bit of a pullback at this point. We didn't really get it. We just started to see new highs again. Um, a bit of a sharp V V shape, really, making new highs. 
over the course of last week and Bitcoin as well so look at the limited response from from kind of Bitcoin um, I think this was this was the upside move we've kind of retraced all of that already so indices this is our this is your risk market this is the profile for risk so we look at these markets and say right well um is there an appetite for risk clearly there is um so that's one half of the discussion then we look at other areas of this market like the dollar and look at look at the price action we saw on friday a lot of dollar strength uh, across the euro across the pound you know a complete retracement of uh, of thursday's very very bullish move friday reversed completely so we've got this upside down market condition there's the first half of the week dollar weakness and we're closing and we're, we're continuing to strengthen now as far as the dollar is concerned so an awful lot of up and down you look at the look at the cad you know we've been in this little up and down sideways pattern for two four six eight you know you could probably argue nine months um so these markets have a bit of bit of bit of work to do um again on friday we we, we saw uh, a really strong equity market followed by a really strong dollar which again is upside down um but we saw a weak dollar against the cad and the aussie and we've also seen uh you know a little bit of uh, dollar weakness against the New Zealand. So the questions we ask ourselves are, you know, ultimately, are why are these happening? And um, and we we do have an obscure picture, really, because we've got markets like the the RBA with their interest rates below three point eight five. So interest rate hikes are are are, um, are reductions, you know, profoundly can impact the the currency. So as these markets are are raised, as these central banks are raising rates, we'd expect that to have a positive impact on the currency. Um, so there's an expectation now that the, that the RBA, who said we're going to pause for a little while, are now going to have to go through another rate hike cycle. So, you know, these uh, these central banks continue to make these policy errors. But um, looking past that, it looks like now that the RBA are going to have to push rates higher. We've got the CAD at the the, four, the 450 level and the RBNZ. Uh, a way higher at 5.5 uh, with the US obviously at 5.25 so there's a lot of work here to do by the RBA and that's probably one of the reasons why the 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 the, the, the Aussie dollar um, was actually bullish uh, on Friday rather than bearish like the, the 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 dollar market across the board so dollar strength so equity strength dollar strength I mean that's upside down in its own right, but that's not 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 the only place where that where that's the case. We have rising bond yields. So um, to try and sort of summarise um, our kind of understanding in these markets, and it's a bit of a challenge. Uh, firstly, let me just um, just briefly discuss what we're likely to see uh, this week. 
So um, Sunday we had OPEC yesterday, we got a bank holiday in New Zealand. Um, we've had this CPI, Swiss franc CPI coming in in line with expectations, so a monthly inflation figure. Um, services, is it manufacturing? No, just services really. We're going to be hearing from a few central bankers and we get the ISM services data. So the services have actually been performing relatively well um, in terms of expansion. So above 50 represents expansion, below 50 represents contraction. And you can see that services across you know, major economies are actually performing really well. It's the manufacturing that's really taking a bit of a hit. And all eyes will begin to look at you know, the RBA. Will they actually uh, raise rates? And the markets have pretty much priced in the fact that there'll be no rate hike if they listen to the RBA. You know, they're not expecting a rate hike. Maybe the RBA might now need to surprise slightly to the upside. So look at what they do. Um, not, you know, don't be so um, taken with kind of what they say because um, what they say is often sending mixed signals. And, you know, we look at everything else. We're going to be hearing from the... Um, the BOC as well, they're supposed to keep rates uh, at 4.5. Now, all of these economies have interest rates, uh, sorry, inflation way above, way above target. So um, I think the interest rate was coming in around 6%, if I'm not mistaken, for the uh, Australian economy. So interest rates are much higher and they're dragging their feet as far as, um, sorry, inflation is much, much higher and they're dragging their feet regarding uh, interest rates. So, without doubt, the the picture is quite muddied. Um, so, what are what are we left with today? We can certainly continue to look for the dollar strength trade. Um, that might give us the marginally some of the better opportunities in these markets. Bouncing off the monthly low, the euro in favour of the pound. Um, the yen keeps on giving up its, um, uh, making even the smallest bit of progress seems to unwind relatively quickly. So, um, gold, it's benefiting from this dollar strength. So we've got strong support just at these lower levels. A break below those levels would, would probably give us certainly more of a technical sell trade. But then this is, this is the other thing. If we got risk on, you know, we're clearly seeing that um, we're seeing kind of a risk, a risk off trade coming out of. Um, uh, sorry, we're seeing the risk on trade feed through gold. So equities higher, gold is rolling over to the downside, um, very much in line with this dollar strength trade. So it's the dollar that's causing the problem because we're seeing dollar strength and we're seeing equity strength. And I'm going to show you now why that's um, why that's different. Um, U.S. oil, we're going to look to hold this to the upside. We're going to keep, uh, keep hold of U.S. oil. And we can certainly, I mean, we're at extended levels. We're at extended levels, of course, but um, we'd probably expect the corrective move, but these markets have this habit of um, 
you know, Friday's bullish move. We, we expect the corrective move, but these markets are so, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, resilient. They'll just keep continue making new highs and new highs and new highs. So um, we, we obviously need something. We need a catalyst for this market to actually take a, a roll over to the downside. So let me explain why we have this. And don't get me wrong, guys. This is um, these markets are and, and, and they've been we've had this sort of risk on mentality on Friday more of a technical risk on view. So indices to the upside. We were looking for the normal correlation to kick in, which is dollar weakness trade. We didn't see that. We saw dollars absolute strength against most markets, not all markets. You have to exclude, you know, I think the CAD and the Aussie, I think New Zealand as well. So your commodity currencies didn't really fit in with the dollar strength trade, which is uh, an interesting development just by itself. But we had indices higher, dollar higher. And let me explain why that's a bit of an issue. So we've got this risk on market condition. So the US indices pushing to the upside, which you would expect. But then, okay, we had a little bit of, of commodities lower, um, excluding US oil. But um, gold did take a, a bit of a rollover to the downside. So we had this strange dynamic between risk on, indices higher. However, we had you know, the dollar higher, we've got US bond yields pushing higher. Okay, we had a little bit of a pullback on Friday, but now they're pushing higher again and commodities to the downside. So we had certainly the indices higher side on, on the fact that, you know, it's great news, the Fed are going to pause or they're going to do the skip uh, in a week and a half's time. Um, so there's an appetite for risk. But then there's this appetite for safety, which is uh, kind of the risk off trade. So we've got this very, very unusual kind of dynamic between risk on and risk off. The, the, the bond yields are, are suggesting we've got a risk off market condition. So there's, we're seeing bond yields push higher. Um, so it's just implying, it's just reinforcing this risk off where we should be seeing the indices actually rolling over to the downside. And that's of course not what we're seeing. So, um, it's a bit of a, a strange dynamic, as, I, as I've said. Um, we can only use the word mixed because there's indecisive, mixed, indecisive, choppy markets. Well, they're a little bit more decisive than they're not too indecisive. We're seeing these strong rallies. Seeing a lot of retracement on Friday in the dollar pairs, you know, reversing Thursday's moves. Um, but in the indices, they're just continuing to push higher. So we still have to kind of work this out as we go. So there's no reason why we um, why we can't look at some US indice strength. Or, So we want to do one or the other. We don't really want to be doing both. And uh, um, just have a look at the price for gold. Sorry, guys, we're going to switch rooms now in just a second. Just uh, so we've got this low down here. Um, 
1932. That will be a structural failure trade to the downside. Can we pull the trigger at these levels? Nineteen thirty one. Nineteen thirty one. Okay. And just last but not least, a US oil. So Okay, so I'll share this with you now. US oil. Um, so what I'll do is let me let me just switch this out. Okay, so so we've got to be we've got to be uh, quite strategic about these markets. Um, we've been talking along these lines now for quite a few weeks, and we've still got some of the same issues um, reoccurring. So definitely a challenging environment. Uh, as a result, you know, do please note there at the bottom that our trade frequency. And our trade size is currently a lot lower than normal and it's due to these kind of mixed backdrop this mixed market condition this upside down market environment um, so we can look for us indices to continue to push higher um, or, or we would suggest we'll either look for um, Uh, so let me so let me put this back the other way around I'll tell you why um, We almost want US oil to be a little bit standalone if we can. So our, our, our market summary, I'm, I'm afraid, again, is kind of quite mixed in nature. There's, um, there's reasons to buy, there's reasons to sell. Um, and I'm talking about the US indices at this point. Uh, same situation for the dollar, actually. But uh, we do have quite choppy market conditions, you know, Friday across the dollar pairs was nothing more than a pretty strong reversal on front on Thursday's um, price action. So uh, dollar strength, we can look for either the dollar strength trade, perhaps gold to the downside, um, or we'll have a look at further indices strength uh, concerns on, on both sides of those trades, actually. And then U.S. oil strength as well. Um, we we'll look to uh, stick with that trade and just notice that our trade frequency and trade size is much lower. Um, I do apologize, guys. I've gone on far too long this morning. So um, let's wrap that up there. Let me post this into the chat box. 
If you do have any questions, don't hesitate to post them. Um, we'll uh, we'll continue to discuss these kind of narratives that are in the in the process. Well, they've kind of flip flopping quite a lot, um, but we can certainly try and position ourselves as best we can. And we've still got our uh, oil trade from last week, so that hopefully that will perform quite quite nicely for us. Okay, on that note, thanks so much for joining us. Sorry, it's taken a little bit longer than normal. Um, we we are going to switch rooms now. Any questions, feel free to post them and we'll uh, we'll respond before we close off. Um, thanks very much for joining us as always. Just to let you know, we trade these markets live uh, every morning from 8 a.m. for the European session and again at 12.45 for the US trading session. So if you want to join us, you're more than welcome. Just go to our website, thelivetrading.com. Okay, then guys, for everyone here, do take care. Uh, we'll switch rooms now and we'll see you shortly. Bye-bye.